and welcome to the Zurich Life podcast. Ian Slattery and Richard Temperley, our Head of Investment Development, will be analysing the latest developments taking place across the investment markets and discussing Zurich's current fund position. The Zurich Life podcast is available to download through the SoundCloud app and also on zurichlife.ie. You can also subscribe through both iOS and Android, which will allow you to download and listen offline. This investment podcast does not constitute an offer and should not be taken as a recommendation from Zurich Life. Advice should always be sought from a qualified professional. Thanks, Richard, for joining us. Um, getting straight to it, equity markets overall were flat in March following a sharp rally um, through the previous two months of the year. What were the main influences on markets? Okay, well, good afternoon, Ian. Uh, yes, markets were very strong in February as the Trump rally regained traction. But uh, the markets, particularly the US, treaded water um, in March. Uh, and investors were really watching two things. Watching, first of all, could the new administration get through its policy uh, policy actions, particularly in relation to the proposed change in corporation tax rates. Uh, they're also watching to see how many interest rates there might be, or to, to forecast how many interest rate rises there might be in the rest of the year. And the failure of the new administration to get health care reform through, co uh, through Congress certainly didn't help the markets. Um, I was overall, when we look at the markets, they were kind of flat, but within that, the European markets were very strong. Europe was playing catch-up with the US and the European markets were also supported by stronger economic data across the whole region, um, as well as the assumption that the French National Front Party was losing some election momentum. Okay. Would it be fair to say then that equities still offer good value? Well, yes, on a relative basis, but not so much on, a, on an absolute basis. So when we look at uh, equities relative to other asset classes, particularly bonds and cash, equities still look good value. There's still a significant yield gap between uh, equities and bonds in particular. But when we look at the markets on a price earnings multiple basis, uh, they've got um, a little bit ahead of fair value. The global PE multiple for 2017 is standing at about 16.4 times, which is uh, you know, above the um, midpoint of about 15 times earnings. So a little bit more expensive on an absolute basis, but still good value on a relative basis. So as you said there, equity markets um, didn't see a huge amount of change in March. But I suppose, what do we feel that, that might happen to equities in the short term? Okay, well, <clears throat> I think, uh, the again, the markets are looking at the US administration to see can they get through um, their policy decisions um, as well as, the, as I mentioned, the number of rate rises there might be in 2017. The other point, I think, is that markets have become what we call overbought. So they've got ahead uh, of their moving averages. They look a little bit, um, I say, overbought in the short term. And uh, we think that equities could just come off a little bit, maybe 3 or 4% in the short term. And because of that, we have cut our equity position slightly. We've taken down the equity content from a strongly overweight position to a moderately overweight position. Okay, and as we've mentioned there, global equities were relatively flat throughout March, but on a geographical perspective, what countries performed better than others? Yeah, overall, they were flattish. They're actually up about 0.5% in March, and they've given a, a total return the first quarter of the year of about 5.4%. So you know, a, good, a good start to the year for equities. In the month of March itself, um, there was a mixed bag of returns in local currency terms. 
uh, ranging from the best area, which was Europe, as I mentioned already, which was up about just over 5%, uh, down to Japan, which fell by about 1.5%. And year to date, the best performing markets have been Hong Kong, Europe and the US. Great, and I suppose within sectors then themselves, um, was there any strong performers there? Yeah, we're just uh, looking at the US, which is the main market we look at as regards sectors. Um, so you know, economically sensitive areas such as technology and consumer discretionary uh, stocks you know, did outperform in March. Financials uh, were the worst performing sector during March, um, and there was some pro profit taking going on there because, of course, financials did very well in the fourth quarter uh, of last year. Year to date, the best performing sector has been technology, which is up over 12%, and the worst, the energy sector, which is down by over 7%. Okay, moving on to the fixed income sector, um, we've been quite forthright in our views and our outlook for European bonds um, over the last 12 to 18 months. What sort of movements did we see in uh, Eurozone sovereign debt throughout the month? Okay, so as you say, bond prices have sort of suffered quite a bit in the last, um, in the last eight months across the world. Um, US and, and, and in particular and in Europe and in March the Eurozone um, bond index that we look at was down about 1% um, during, during March and is now down by over 2% year to date but bond prices have been under pressure now for the last eight months as I've mentioned. Before that in the first half of last year 2016 bonds were supported by um, you know, economic growth concerns and increased quantitative easing by the European Central Bank. However, they are now facing an environment of, of you know, higher US rates, the prospect of a reflationary US economic policy, and concerns over upcoming uh, general elections in a number of European or number of Eurozone countries. And of course, when we talk about bonds, um, there's the price and the yield, and the yield obviously moves uh, inverse to the price. So what sort of numbers did we see in some of the key 10-year bond yields throughout the world in the month of March? Okay, so um, during March, the, U, the German 10-year bond yield, which is a very important um, indicator to look at, went uh, up from about 0.21% to 0.33%. Um, we've got to remember that in the middle of last year, the German 10-year bond yield was minus 0.19. So we've had a, you know, a half percent move upwards in uh, German yield, yields uh, in the last, um, the last nine months. When we look at the US, um, yields remained fairly constant at 2.4% during March. But again, we've got to remember that back in the middle of last year, US yields were at 1.36%. So we've had 100 basis points or a full 1% rise in uh, US 10-year treasuries over the, over, the last, um, over the last nine months. And of course, that's hurt prices quite a bit. Um, we mentioned earlier about expectations of interest rate rises um, in the two biggest economies in the world, the Eurozone and the US. There was a lot of commentary from uh, various central bankers and central bank administrators throughout the month of March. Has that changed market expectations from what we can expect going forward? Yeah, well, I think everyone's looking at, at the US because interest rates are now rising in the US and we've had uh, three rate rises since the cycle turned um, over a year ago. So three rises of 0.25% each, and the third one came in the middle of March, on the 15th of March. And I think the markets are now expecting one, perhaps two more rate rises before the end of 2017. As regards the Eurozone, um, rates are expected to stay at the sort of current ultra-low levels we've seen for some time. We expect these rates to stay, uh, stay low for um, at least another 12 months. 
Moving on to commodities here, um, we there has been a huge rally in, in the price of oil uh, since the middle of 2016. How have commodities um, done throughout the month of March and I suppose the year to date so far? Okay. Well, to put it in the context, commodities did very well last year. In 2016, they were up by about 9%. Um, and uh, they, during March, they actually fell by about 2.5% and they're down about 3.5% so far um, in 2017. And oil has been a, a, a key commodity. As you said, Ian, oil was very strong last year. It was up about 50% last year. And um, you know, in, in, in January and February, it was reasonably quiet, but it fell about 6% in March. That's the oil price, reacting to you know, a, build, a build up of inventory levels in the US and the expected deregulation of the previous US administration's climate change policies. And would it be fair to say we saw a bit of a uh, fall in the price of gold as well? Yes, it did, Ian. Uh, the gold price fell slightly during the month to $1,247 per troy ounce, um, but it did rally by about 9% in the first two months of the year. So just a bit of, bit of profit-taking there. Um, we look at some of the other major commodities, uh, copper, which is the world's most widely used metal after iron and al aluminium. Uh, the copper price fell back by about 2% during the month, but it remains up over 30% since the uh, strike-induced rally began in the middle of 2016. As you mentioned throughout there, we have seen strong rises in equities over the last nine months or so, um, and we've kind of looked at the outlook or the possibility that there might be a bit of a short-term correction. What is their reaction, I suppose, in terms of the positioning of the Zurich funds being to this slight change in viewpoint? Yes, well, as I mentioned earlier on, the equity positions were reduced towards the end of March from a strongly overweight position to a more moderately overweight position, with the proceeds um, being invested in short-dated bonds. The fund managers are just taking some risk off the table, given the, the strong move we've seen in the last six months, uh, and profits were taken in US and Japanese equities. Um, despite this reduction, the multi-asset funds, as I've said, remain overweight in equities, and that's based on the relative value argument. Perfect. And I suppose um, on a country or a sector basis then, what sort of movement did we see? Yeah, country positions were broadly maintained uh, during the month of March, with the exception of Japan, which was moved from an overweight to a neutral position. Uh, sector positions had been altered somewhat in, in February, um, with the fund managers becoming slightly more defensive. The funds are overweight technology and, and industrial stocks and underweight consumer staple and telecom stocks. Well, that brings us to the end of this edition of the Zurich Life podcast. So thank you, Richard and Ian, for that in-depth market analysis. And thank you, our listeners, for your time. For more information on our fund range and to catch up on our latest investment news, visit zurichlife.ie. Past performance is not a reliable guide to future performance. Benefits may be affected by changes in currency exchange rates. The value of your investment may go down as well as up. If you invest in these funds, you may lose some or all of the money you invest. Zurich Life Assurance PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.